Well, hello everyone and welcome to the holiday mashup season of Romance at a Glance. We are, of course, starting with Paranormals because it is October time and it's time to get a little bit witchy, a little bit vampy, a little bit spooky, a little bit uh, exciting, a little werewolfy maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little prime, a little alpha. <laughs> I'm your host, Bridget, and with me as always is my co-host, Shawnee. Hi, Shawnee. Hi, Bridget. I'm ready, Bridget. I am very excited. The weather has finally turned. We're already in like the third week of September, and it has finally gotten chilly here in Chicago, which I was like hoping for it to be a little earlier. Obviously, this is my first fall that I've had in nine years. And I'm not going to lie. I had the window open last night. I was curled (laughs) under two blankets, watching television, drinking hot tea. And I was like, oh, this is the life. How are you? How's this, life? This this sounds amazing. I have the uh, exact opposite <laughs> scenario going on. It's LA. Yesterday it was 84 degrees and I was like, it's going to be so hot. Spoiler alert, it wasn't so hot because the entire city is blanketed in smoke from all the fires. Oh, so yeah. like the sun was like a tiny little red dot yeah. and my allergies were going crazy. My asthma was going crazy. Yeah. So like it was just, it was just a lot. And so now when you're telling me like, what life is living like over there. I'm like, mm, we could cuddle on the couch. Yes, you can, Johnny. Watch, watch, watch some random ass Netflix. Come like, anytime <laughs> you want. I know Rome we haven't watched Rom-com. Sex Life yet. And yes, dear friends who requested we watch it and talk to you about it, we are planning to do it. Um, we just haven't gotten to it yet, but we are planning to do it. Shawnee is hopefully going to come visit me soon. Um, but she's scared of winter. So if she doesn't make it before winter starts... <laughs> We'll see what happens. We can stay inside in winter, though, Shawnee. That's what they have heat for. <laughs> well, right now I'm trying to, like, navigate, uh, like, a couple of things, right? So, like, my sister, um, she's about to have surgery. And I'm, like, I'm like trying to navigate. My mom has needs me to do something. My sister needs me to do something. And I need to find the perfect window and to sneak away. <laughs> and nobody will notice. <laughs> They'll be like, where are you? And you'll be like, I'm at my apartment. But I'm at my yeah. apartment. They're like, why Why are there fall leaves? And you'll be like, hmm? Uh, hmm? Uh, What'd you say? Oh, this is, this is a Zoom background. This is a Zoom background. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? What'd you say? Am I drinking hot cocoa? What'd you say? You know, it's funny because it's like COVID time. Like every time you leave your house to go travel, everybody wants to know what's happening. Sure. Like, where are you? What are you doing there? What's what? Sure. <laughs> Uh, but the one thing I can count on is that I can escape anywhere into a book. Oh my god! I yes, can just go into my brain. I can go into the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Shawnee, it was so things. nice actually to come back to the Black Dagger Brotherhood. Okay, so as you guys know, if you're our OGs or if you're new here in season two of the podcast. Uh, or we read book one of the Black Dagger Brotherhood in season one, and then we read books two through eleven. We did a whole Black Dagger Brotherhood season um, in season two. It was a lot, which was last year, and it was really hard, um, partially because like when you read these books, typically or the first time we read them, we're reading them like a year apart or more, so you don't mm-hmm. notice a lot of the inconsistencies, and then also because the books are really really long. 
So it was hard to keep up with the pace of like releasing a book a week because they're all, you know, like the the smallest ones, but like 350 pages. And then some of them are like 600. So it's a lot of reading and especially for Shawnee, a lot of hours of listening to do in between uh, each week. But I must say that I really, so we're reading The King today uh, due to popular demand on Instagram. Hashtag you're welcome. Also, it's book 12 and we already read book 11. So we're going in order. Um, I was excited to dip back in. I really enjoyed revisiting the characters. Like it felt like slipping back into like a real comfortable place because I already yeah. like knew everyone. I was happy. It was like seeing an old friend that you're real excited to see, like the cameos that would come in. I was like, oh, it's rage. Oh, it's, you know, it was nice. You know, so, so I 100% agree with you. Um, one, I was excited to get back to, to reading it. Um, just like I have some more stuff to talk uh, to the B dagger B about, but two, like, um, you're correct in that the, it was like revisiting old friends, but when we read the whole season all together, I got annoyed with those friends. I wanted those friends to go home. They stayed too long in my house. You know, I put the broom out and they, it was like, I invited you for a weekend. You stayed for a month and you're like, I'm sorry. I need to go back to my regular schedule of life. Thank you. Yes. So now I had time to miss them and then dip back in. And also like there was a couple couples that I wanted to see what happened Mm -hmm. with them when we read before and I had forgotten. And so in this one, I was like, oh, okay, we're going to get to revisit them. And that's that was exciting for me. So I totally 100 percent agree with you. Uh, And I think the Black Dagger Brotherhood feels like an old shoe. It does feel like an old old sweater, a cozy sweater. A cozy sweater. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just. There's something yeah. about it, even though like, even though I feel like, so I read the Black Dagger Brotherhood when I was really young, mm-hmm. so it had a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. Now, since then, I feel like there's other books that have come out that are like it and also written just better than it, but it doesn't matter because this one has its n- the nostalgia for sure. factor for me. For sure. And also, I, I, the one big thing, and I think we'll dip into this more as we go through each sort of couple and each you know sort of subplot line follow it through um i was really struck by how well she writes some of the scenes like there are even to this day there are scenes that like stick out in my mind that like emotionally um or in the loins depending but more so emotionally (laughs) like she does a really good job of capturing the feelings between the brothers, that feeling of loyalty, that feeling of of what it means, like that depth of, you know, their desire to like serve wrath and and their place and how they all, you know, like stab the floor for Beth, like all those things she writes so well. And I wish desperately that her editors had a heavier hand on smoothing out the world building inconsistencies and then also yeah. just cutting some subplots that were like no one gives a fuck about this like <laughs> cut this, sh- this book is long as fuck like just cut this shit out um, yes I I agree so, I, I, so with I that I think we should get it popping <laughs> let's get it popping because I feel like we got a lot to talk about Okay, you guys, as you know, we're reading The King, part of the Black Dagger Brotherhood book number 12 by J.R. Ward, The Warden. Um, I think first, 
Oh, first and foremost, well, you've talked to the people before, but for those of those of our friends who are new to us in the B Dagger B, how do you like the narrator of the B Dagger B? Um, it's Jim Frangione, and I love Jim Frangione, except for the one time he pronounced Tupac, <laughs> like, like Tupac as yeah. Tupac. I mean, um, but I feel like that that was actually JR or her publisher's fault because they are supposed to proof yeah, the audio. For sure. But but uh I, I mean I love him. He is also an old shoot because yep. he follows all of the books. Yep. Um but what I really want to talk about is the cover. Okay. Let's I want to talk about the cover of, of this book. Tell me. Because um, I, I have issues. <laughs> I have issues with this cover, okay? So, like, I, I don't know if you're looking at the I'm cover look, in front I'm of you. I'm looking at it. Describe it for the listeners. Okay. So the one I have is there's, like, a red background, mm-hmm. um, and there's a king sitting on a throne yep. with, like, a red velvet, you know, kind of backing to the, to the chair. Yep. Right? So in this cover, he looks very dwarfed. Like, the chair is so big, he looks really scrawny to he me. He does not look scrawny. He has, like, <laughs> rippling muscles. He looks enormous. But continue. He, look, he looks he looks like he's cut. In scale, like he's he cut. looks funny, yeah. But in scale, he looks funny. Like, right. the, the, the way his position looks funny. But also, when I imagine the king, I imagine, like, someone beefier like Jason Momoa. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's just more powerful. And this guy does not have like that powerful he doesn't embody that power for me yeah. like not at all it's, and i don't know if it's the same it's for you a or weird, not but it's just the it's a weird pose for me also he's supposed to have like jet black hair to his waist and this guy looks almost like blonde because of the way the light is reflecting off his hair which i thought threw me for a loop and then yeah. um in general i don't feel like he looks like wrath like i get what they were going not for all. but it it yeah i just ignored it because i was like nope not <laughs> it doesn't fit but okay fine <laughs> that, that's my point my point is he does not look like no. i feel like any version of wrath no, he's supposed to be like seven foot us. nine 300 pounds yes. like he's supposed to be a monster and, and that's my that's my biggest beef with him looking dwarfed in this giant chair mm-hmm. like they should have put him in a smaller chair so that he, he looks beefed huge, out the yeah. chair mm-hmm. yeah you know, he should have looked like he was busting out of that chair. <laughs> and so, so I, I tried not to look at this cover. I was like, I don't, I don't, I'm gonna yeah. make, I got to make me. my own. It's dead to you me. Know? <laughs> so, yeah. All right, you guys. Well, I will give you a quick synopsis before we dive into each couple. So, um, this book essentially focuses on wrath and Beth and the band of bastards is still trying to overthrow them but now they're trying to use legalities and everyone's sort of recovering from the previous books where he got shot where like you know like so many bad things have been happening to to this little group and in this one Beth realizes that she wants to have a child and Wrath has told her like I don't ever want to have a child and so this is kind of like the after the happily ever after, like what happens when a real life issue comes up, like do we want to have children or how many, et cetera. Um, and so the book is kind of them like working through their relationship. And also there's quite a bit of political um, stuff going on with the band of bastards trying to get him undethroned, as it were. Um, let's start with Wrath and Beth because they are the main couple of – the book. What are your thoughts about Beth going in to sit with Layla because she's hoping that will trigger her needing without talking to Wrath about it? <laughs> okay. Well, with that specific question, um, I don't give a fuck. I was like, if she want to have a baby, that's what, what's going to happen. Like, 
it, she can't force him to have sex with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, so getting all hot and bothered, it's, it's the equivalent, I feel like, of putting on some lingerie and waiting for your man to come home. I wasn't mad at I mean, it. it's not, Shawnee. It's like the equivalent of triggering, triggering a four-day ovulation period <laughs> where you'll be in extreme pain and your mate who's like whole DNA existence is to make you happy and take care of you. Okay, but she was going to hit it anyway. She was going to hit it anyway. She was. Right? It's, it was like a chicken pox party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, chicken pox Like <sighs> she was going to hit her kneading at some at point, some point. any time or whatever. Yeah. So she's I, I wasn't mad at Yeah. Okay. Yes, I wasn't mad at okay. her going to do that. But what I was annoyed with was the fact that in the book they were like she was already four months pregnant and she had no I idea. Know, that was too many months. I think it should have been like that was I think too it should have been months. like two or three max. Because by four yes. you can feel the hard ass baby like uterus that's in there growing. Yeah, but like at two or three and, you and don't really was, feel. Like, depending, especially depending on your body size, you don't necessarily feel anything. You might be like, oh, there's a poop in there that I feel in my belly. But you don't necessarily know it's a baby. But at four months, like, you're like, that's either a tumor Mm -hmm. and I'm dying or it's a baby. Yes. And that that was my thing. I was like, she's like, well, maybe I was feeling a little funny or whatever. But she knows she's half human. She actually grew up, like, being human, essentially. So that, I feel like, should have been way more on her radar of... Like, well, of. I can understand why it wasn't just because she transitioned. And so everyone was like, oh, it's impossible to have a baby without going into a kneading. So I can completely yeah. understand why she, it would be off her radar um, for, again, for like a slightly shorter amount of time because four months is a lot of months. Yeah. And then and then they made it so that she was like it was overnight that she had a hard belly. Right, so she went into I know. the meeting. Then I and okay, so she I and they were like, and she woke up with a hard belly and she was gaunt. And I was like, wait, what? Like, so I think what happened. I, don't I agree that whole thing didn't make sense. However, just play devil's advocate. What I think, play, play what it. I think happened was that the kneading like sped up the pregnancy, and so all of her feeding on him and getting all those nutrients from him and all the like sperm from him and stuff like that and all like her womb doing all the contractions and stuff sped up it so that when she fell asleep the baby like sucked all that nutrients up so all the like extra weight she had gained the baby was like and like took it (laughs) took it all for itself so I think that's what happened well, I'll, I'll give you that because, you know, I'm not well versed on va- half vampire. I am not well versed on pregnancies. half vampire babies. So, um, so I will. <laughs> I'll just. But it was just, to, uh, it was, it weird was super weird. It, it didn't make sense. Weird. It didn't make sense that she was. So, like, I would have accepted that if, like, she had not been pregnant, went into our needing, and then woke up in an accelerated stage of pregnancy because normally vampire babies take 18 months, but she's half human. So I would have accepted if like, oh shit, all of a sudden, because she's half human, the fetus like grew super fast. Yeah. I would have accepted that as a reasoning. Yeah. But the that, whole- That is exactly also, what I thought happened. Also, I did too. And then also yeah. I thought it was weird that like my husband could tell I was pregnant. You know what I mean? Because, like, when he is even just, like, snuggling me, let alone, like, when we're fucking or, like, but, like, even if we're just cuddling, he was, like, he could, I mean, I knew already I'd already taken a test, but, like, he could feel 
uh, there was something hard in there. Yeah. And also, like, they, Rath's like a big dude, big peen. He likes to go down on her. And I'm like, it just didn't make sense to me that no one noticed that it was, that, like, her stomach was getting hard. Because it's not just that you get, like, for those of you who've never had a pregnancy or never had anyone close to you who's pregnant, it's not that your stomach gets, like, chubbier. We're like, chubbiness feels like squishy um it's i mean it is like a rock is in there it is incredibly hard um especially at the beginning and like the first you know maybe six months i mean it's still hard later but like it's incredibly hard at the beginning you're like oh boy something's in there so yeah i i thought the whole plot point was like super weird i also think so i did think this book had some good things about like feminism in there and Wrath sort of confronting his old world views of things because he like was like, over my dead body, are we ever going to have a baby? And she's like, whoa, don't we need to talk about this? And he's like, no, fuck you, edict, foot down. And she's <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to leave before I say something and I'm never going to come back. So I'm just going to take a minute to myself. Yeah. And Pain <clears throat> and him are fighting and he like sort of loses loses the plot and like his aggression gets triggered and he's like choking her out and like isn't gonna stop and George his dog barks at him and stops him and he says to Payne okay well we'll never spar again and she's like fuck you we can spar again like this was an accident like it's not a big deal like I dislocated your shoulder last week and he's like yeah well I have to go offer your brother a right and she's like no I'm mated I'm a person and no you don't and that's ridiculous and I love that she didn't when he he said something like, um, you know, like, how would your brother and all of us feel if you died and I killed you? And she's she's kind of like at first is kind of like, I guess. And then they take her for, you know, check her out. And then later she sneaks in while he's showering and puts a knife to his throat. And I love that she comes back because we really don't get to see enough of pain in the series. But I love that she yeah. comes back and is like, I could kill you at any time. Like, yeah, you might be stronger than me, but I could kill you at any time. So the only reason you won't spar me, the only reason you sparred me in the first place is because I'm a woman. You, Why aren't you sparring the brothers? And the only reason yeah. that you're not sparring me is because I'm a woman. And if you think that you treat women equally, then explain to me why your own wife isn't telling you things and is hiding stuff from you because she doesn't think that you're going to treat her, you know, with respect and equally. And I was like, ooh, pain. Give it to him. That was snaps, but but also she gave it to him. But man, she threw Beth under the bus, boy. She was like, yeah. back up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did. But also, I feel like sometimes people, sometimes like need that kind of wake up. I call. think so because sometimes yep. when you're confronted with something, and sometimes it's nice to have like a seed planted and let that seed grow for someone. And then sometimes if someone like gets too far enough where they're just like da 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 da, sometimes they need to hit a brick wall and you need to be like. You need to check your life because what you think is not true. <laughs> what you think about yourself is not not your actions are not reflected yeah. in what you think you are. Um, yeah. So I did like. I, I think part. that's where. <laughs> I think that's funny because I have this running joke, and I'm literally going to get an uh, artist to create this for mm -hmm. me. So my youngest brother, full Capricorn, okay, and so he is very kind of obstinate, mm -hmm. or when he thinks something is correct. That's the fact. That's a fact, mm -hmm. right? But he's so he's so young. He's he's not uh, you know he's not married. Doesn't have kids. He doesn't he doesn't know what kind of nuance looks like mm -hmm. in any sort of relation. You know whatever. So uh, 
he so <laughs> he will lecture you on everything like on anything and everything that you ever want to do he will lecture you on it so i'm getting this artwork made of um him on a high horse on a soapbox like like just a <laughs> so good so good. And I'm gonna make it a I'm gonna make it a gift. And the funniest part is I told his girlfriend this. I was making a joke and I told his girlfriend and she said, How much money do I need to put in to make this happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, there there's some people who need to get their their realities checked mm-hmm. because like you're living in sometimes you're living in an echo chamber of your own mind. And as the king, yeah. who's gonna check me, boo? Who's gonna check me, boo? Like yeah. it's you know. Yeah, for sure. So um I totally agree. Yeah, so so their story sort of progresses where she, they find out that she's pregnant and she comes back a sale or um not a sale excuse me um I am actually takes her to her appointment because it's in the middle of the day and she comes back with the ultrasound and he find you know she says like I'm gonna have a son and he starts bellowing to the whole thing I'm having a son and yeah. again like that's the perfect example of like she writes the moment so well because it's such yeah. a beautiful scene of him like filled with pride and showing you know tell them what they said tell them they said my son is so strong and he's big and you know what I mean like and you feel that like that fatherly pride from him she does it so well um, yeah. But again, it's like, then there's like the world building of like, what happened with the pregnancy? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but okay, this moment was so beautiful. Um, and I do like the, I, I do like the vulnerability of, of that moment. Like, so where he's like super, super excited about the son, but also super duper terrified mm-hmm. of what that means for her mortality mm-hmm. rate. Like, you know, uh, and so, like, I, okay, I don't know. skipping I just, forward, I she does have a terrible birth and almost loses the baby and her life. They have to do a full hysterectomy. The baby's fine. She's fine at the end. I do wish, though, that, first of all, it wasn't in there because, like, nobody needs to have that. Like, that's reality. We don't need that in our romance novels. But also, yeah. I wish she didn't because I almost want. I almost wanted her to have an advantage being half human. So the whole political thing is about how they're going to dethrone Wrath because he married a queen who's half human, which means that his children will be a quarter human. And so he can get kicked off the throne for that. And I wanted humanity to be like her superpower in some way. And I wanted, and it, and it sort of was because they end up doing a human marriage and she's like, well, if my customs matter as much as you do, then we'll get human married. We'll annul our mating, our, you know, our um, vampire mating. Then you can still be king, but our children won't be the future kings or queens. Yeah. And which I thought was like a really good political solution. Um and I liked that it acknowledged her as his equal in terms of their traditions and customs. But also I wanted humanity to be her superpower where she's like, you are so worried about this. But like, look, I had this baby. No problem. Yeah. Or maybe not. Was, maybe not no problem, but like a reg, like a quote unquote, I'm going to say regular, but I know every birth is different, but a quote unquote regular, no complications birth. Yeah. Like, that's what I wanted. Yeah, like the, like the spectrum because of, you, of regular yeah, birth. Exactly. Because, you know, like. <laughs> You know, Layla's carrying twins. You know that's going to be complicated. Like, yeah. I guess I, I guess hated. Bella's birth wasn't bad. 
I hated that she had this overly complicated birth that ended in a hysterectomy. I know. And then they can never have another kid, so they never have to deal with this issue ever again. Yeah, exactly. That's the reason why. I hated it because that means that this issue is put to bed and the author never has to write about it again. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just can't be. And so that'll never be a beef between them again or whatever. And and I, I hated that we had to have this woman's trauma to wrap up that little... Thing, yeah. And I don't want to read a hysterectomy in my romance no. novel. I just don't. So, like, that's too close to home. That's, that's just, just I agree. Just no, I agree. <laughs> Skipping ahead a little bit uh, to the next book, um, which I won't spoil what happened. But I did read one review that said something like, I can't trust J.R. Ward to give me a happily ever after, so I can't read these books anymore as romance novels. And I think that that's fair because while they do stay together in this book, um, the, like, and while the earlier books were darker, are dark as well and covered a lot of dark territory, they also focused more on, like, one couple and one happily ever after and, like, finishing out that one person's joy. Um. And I feel like the further we've gone in, the less that's been the case. Like, the more crazy subplots and extra characters have come in. And the less, like, satisfying the main couples happily ever after us. Do you you feel like that's true? I feel like that's super true. I don't trust JR to give me a happily ever after or, like, a backhanded happily ever after. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, this is a backhanded happily ever after. You know, you're pretty for a vampire. Like, (laughs) I just... just, um, So the thing about this book, right, was there were so many subplots uh, in this book, so many POVs that I got confused so many times that I had to go back, yeah. and that's why it took me so long to do. That. I was like, "Can we, uh, can we record this a little later?" Because, uh, like, the time I allotted to do the book was moot. Yeah. I had to keep rewinding, keep going back, and not only that, like, this should have been like four novellas. I feel like th- this is four novellas. I just feel know? like, and and we'll get to it, but I just feel like there are multiple subplots that I'm like could have just been gone. Yeah. Like that, I didn't yeah. care about, and also there was there was actually some loves in here that I wanted to see what happened to them, yep. and because this book did not do them a service by the way it was set mm-hmm. up, that I didn't, I it, it didn't feel good to me. Like one of the ones that I was really looking forward to was a sale and sola. Mm-hmm. Like um, I remembered that was the one yep. I remembered, yep. and you know I don't remember books, and I was like, oh, what's gonna happen with yeah, them? She was a cat and then burglar, I did, he's a drug. I was yeah. like, yes, girl, steal from them, man. Yes, and I and I and then I I feel very Did much you ever down read, by how that whole thing they have you know, a book later. Did you ever read their book? No, no, so I, have I a, haven't read. I haven't read past the chosen. The chosen was the last book oh, yeah. that I read. I think it's right after that one. I hated. I didn't like the chosen. I go. I, I DNF'd. I didn't. I read half of the chosen. And I have. I have not. They did it. a real disservice to Quinn in that book. Again, like all of his character arcing, and then all of a sudden he becomes like the most horrible Regress. asshole ever yeah. to her and just terrible. Um, but that's a different book. We digress. Okay, so we, di- we digress. I will say, but Layla's in this book. Layla's in this book. Yeah, we'll get to her. So I yeah. did, I, I don't know. I, I do feel like Wrath and Beth had some nice moments. I thought they ended up like actually communicating their feelings in him, like his fears of childbirth. 
and her, like, her sort of desperation. I thought it was lo- like the scene, you know, that he went to go and talk to Zadist and talk to Tor and say, like, how could you risk them? And how Tor, you know, I, I, I thought all of it was handled well, aside from the hysterectomy and, like, the random four-month thing. Um, I really liked the way they handled the political stuff. I thought it was so, like, you know, when they, you know, revenge goes and, like, throws the paper in their face and it was like, suck on this, bitches. And, like, the way that Wrath goes and the scene where he goes to meet the carpenters and they're, like, filled with reverence and, like, awe that he came to talk to them and how he's, he finally understands his position as king isn't just paperwork, but it's about the, the people um, and starts holding like his audiences again that his dad did. And then how he also realizes, you know, um, I'm going to d- dissolve the council because they're a bunch of assholes anyways <laughs> and dissolve the monarchy and let people vote and how everyone unanimously votes for him because he's been actually helping the people. I thought yeah. all that was really done really well. Um, I like I like the fact that there's a vote that everybody gets to vote in, yeah. right? There's no electoral college yeah. <laughs> type type bullshit yeah. um, where it's like popular vote. Sure. But the one thing that I did, I I was like, what? Is that uh, there is no statute of limitations on how long anybody serves, right? So vo- like Wrath was voted back for in, life. but for life. Yeah. But for life. Yeah. So there's no checks and balances. So no. the next person in could be not a good person, but they're voted in for life, you know? Yeah. So that means, but that means. No, that I think they unanimously he, that means voted always, him in for life. I don't think it will always be for life. I think they voted him in for life. It's how well, I read well, it. I'm, okay. Well, I'm unclear. But what it does put on the table is assassinations again. Of course. Right? So he was like, oh, if we do it this way, it'll be less that people will try to assassinate me. But if any ruler is in there for life. Then assassinations are right back course, on the table. You know what I mean? Well, they're so, not because Layla. Well, let's move to Layla and score. Let's see. So yeah, let's move Layla, to Layla and score. Um, is soups preggers and is still you know in in sort of like love from afar with score, who's in love with her but doesn't think he's worthy, and they keep like you know they're they start doing clandestine meetings, and she basically says like he's a good male. Like why would you try to kill Wrath? He's a good king. Um, and she, he's like, what will, he's basically like, what will you give me if I stop doing this? And she's like, myself. And he's like, let me think about it. And the next day he's like, okay, deal. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't consummate right away. Cause she's, yeah. I think, cause she's pregnant. Well, I think he's afraid I, I and like, she's pregnant, but. Yeah. Um, but I like that he, at first he's like, would you have chosen this if this wasn't mm-hmm. a thing? Would you have chosen me? And she was like, no. And he was like, well, then I'm not taking this Yeah. Deal. You know, and then afterwards he realized, like when when they threw the papers down, he realized the political movie mm-hmm. isn't working. He went back to her and was like, "Is that deal still on the table?" Mm-hmm. And then, and the thing is, she didn't have to have the deal be on the table, but she was. I think she wanted. Of course, it to she be on wanted the table. it. She, She's in like, love with him, but yeah, but she doesn't want to admit to herself. No. Like when he when he asked her, like, "Would you choose me anyway?" I think she would have. I think so him too. Anyway. She just she just can't admit that shit to herself. Because so, he's like, an enemy, so she feels like she's, like, betraying everyone. Because yeah, I feel which, like she feels like if she is with him because she's saving the king, then it's okay. It's almost like a consensual non-consent fantasy where it's like, yeah, I, yeah. I you know, I'm, I have to do it so then I can enjoy what I already wanted, basically. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's quite literally, I think that's why consensual non-consent became a thing for me and a lot of other like religious kids is because 
you couldn't like have sex. You couldn't be like a good girl and have sex, mm-hmm. right? But if somebody did it to you, sure. then oh well. Then, That's why like then, bodice then, ripping like, was so you, popular you know? at the beginning of romance novels. Yeah. Why dark romance is so popular? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's. I mean, who hasn't had a definitely. weird dream where they wake up and they're like, "Do I want an intruder to break into my house right now?" <laughs> And then you're like, no, that sounds terrible. Does it you know sound my, terrible? <laughs> my favorite thing is when I'm asleep. Um, and again, the the consent has been given all, a long way before this. But so with my partner, when I'm asleep and then they wake you up to like be to having sex or the start of having sex mm-hmm. type of thing. That shit gets me every time. I love that shit. Oh my god! It's, oh my um, god! It's like, am I? <laughs> am I? Is it? Are we? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, is this a beautiful dream, or am I? Oh, I'm having sex. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so the and and then the thing is, she's really heavily pregnant. So he, I mean, he wanted her. Like he was like, well, money yeah. for a penny and for a pound. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah, um, but that becomes a big point of contention, I think, in her in the chosen in that book. Yeah, that and that's a lot what drove me crazy yeah. about about that book. She doesn't have like the agency I want her to have in that book. Yeah, um, yeah. In this you one, know. I mean, a lot of people I was reading reviews were like, "Oh, we hate that storyline," and I actually don't hate their storyline in this book I just feel like so you have okay you have Wrath and Beth then you have Wrath Senior and Wrath's mom flashbacks then you have Asael and Sola then you have Trez and Selena then you have Score and Layla then you have a little bit of John Matthew peppered in with Beth then you have I Am and Trez have a lot of scenes together like there are a million things happening in this book, mm-hmm. and I really feel like had. First of all, I think the flashbacks to his parents could have gone. I thought that. Oh my god! Like, ha- they served no real purpose because they didn't illuminate anything aside from that his dad loved his mom desperately, which Rath mm-hmm. had already told Beth. So like we get it, and also that like they kind of show why Rath Senior became part of the Black Dagger Brotherhood. But also, like, I don't care. Like, I do- it didn't also, illuminate anything about Wrath or how Wrath was treating her. And also, none of these people were experiencing this flashback as, like, a dream or a vision. And so it didn't inform any present-day stuff. And it was a lot of fucking flashbacks. First of all, you are correct. And I could have lived, it. I lived it. without I could have lived totally without. And I think they could have given us one flashback that encompassed all of yeah. what you're saying right now, yeah. right? Or he, or he could have told her a story of his parents yeah. or something. I don't know, whatever. But the thing that, th- that those flashbacks did for me was add to the confusion. Because yeah. Wrath and Wrath sure. had the same name. I was so confused so, when the book opened and I was like, Wrath? I was like, did Wrath get married at some point earlier in his brain? And who's Anna? I know. Yeah, and who's Anna? Did I miss this? What am I doing? It took me forever to realize it was a flashback to his parents. Uh-huh. And then the book doesn't doesn't give any lead into like when the chapter changes and the parent it's now a parent flashback it just says wrath and so i'm going in thinking rat it's the younger wrath mm-hmm. when it's the older wrath and i had to keep rewinding to 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 like get that confusion yeah. out so it, it drove me really fucking nuts <laughs> that they that that even existed and i always say in a book don't repeat anyone's name i don't care if the father is in your or, name or it's fine but you have to say Screw like that. like yeah. they named the son wrath but they call him little wrath that's fine. Yeah. Great. Wrath Senior. Yeah. Daddy Wrath. 
Like Rath Senior <laughs> Daddy Rath <laughs> Rath Daddy. Ooh. I mean I'm I'm happy with rat, Daddy Rath. Daddy Rath Daddy. Rath, Rath, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. But like yes, yes. I, I just hated that they had the exact same name and that it led to the confusion yeah. in the book for me. And it was unnecessary. We didn't need it. They could have whatever. No. Like it didn't need to be a thing. I agree. All right. Well let's uh, so oh. score and Layla, I mean, not a ton happens aside I, from the fact that I thought it was boring. I thought it was boring. I thought, I thought like yeah. she propositions him to basically to protect the king, and he ends up saying like okay, and so he stops. There's like one scene where he talks to throw his like, you know, second in command, and is like we're gonna stop. And throws like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm over this. Like, and he's like, is it because that female? Yeah. And he's like, don't talk about her. <laughs> um, uh, so then assailant Sola. I totally agree with you. I loved the caper cat and mouse thing they had going on. I thought, like, so I liked that she saved herself. Oh, because if you mm-hmm. remember at the be- end of the last book, she got kidnapped by Ben Luis's people. So she starts this book in a trunk. <laughs> and yeah. then he's— And I, I he, and go, the one thing I will say is I remember that I was upset— when we, like, finished our season because all of the very, like, strong females... Had been kidnapped. Everybody got kidnapped. kidnapped. Yeah. Everyone. Each one got kidnapped. But I did like that she saved herself. So he is, like, going around murdering people, trying to figure out where she's at, and he's, like, super unhinged. She, meanwhile, like, finds a flare, and when the guy opens the trunk, she stabs the flare in the guy's eye and runs. The other guy shoots her, drags her down into, like, a cage thing. And then... The first guy dies of his wounds, and the second guy comes down, and he's going to rape her, and she, like, lets him get so far that she's completely naked, and his pants are off before she grabs onto his junk and twists it so hard that she tries to, like, basically tries to rip it off, and then she beats him to death. And then she has to, like, cut someone's finger off to get out of the scanner, or his hand off to get out of the scanner. So I love that by the time a sale finally gets there, she is, like— naked walking out of or like in a trench coat with no other clothes on walking out of this hideaway holding like a bloody stump of a hand and he's just like I'm in, I'm love. in love with you <laughs> I want to be with you forever so like I loved it I thought it started off so strong for them yeah like he goes out and like rips Ben Luis's jugular out and like savagery it comes back in the car he's like covered in his blood and his cousins are like dude <laughs> you're covered in blood i like that he was like didn't kill them right away he's like i'm just gonna leave them oh there yeah and let them slowly yeah, die yeah totally yeah um and then he took her back to the house he had already gotten the grandma the grandma was cooking like that i love the grandma i think her grandma is so well written i feel like everyone that ever has met anyone know someone like that where they like just take over and they're like everyone needs yeah. to be fed you're too skinny you have to eat you need to you can't <laughs> you can't think on an empty stomach like you have to come in this kitchen I'll make you all this food and I love that she like orders around all these like alpha alpha males and the cousins sort of get adopted by her which I love um it started going a little south for me when <laughs> She Tell was me. thinking about quitting the life. Yeah. And he's like, me, me, me. I can't quit the life. That's where we really started to, like, Deviate why the... not, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there was really no reason 
that I felt was strong. He's already super rich. He's already super powerful. He's already friends with the Black Dagger Brotherhood, so he has protection. Like, he just killed his main, like, supplier and competitor. And so, like, he easily could just disappear in a puff of smoke and never be heard from again. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but I have to take over this territory. And I was like, do you, though? It just felt really weak after finding her and, like, desperately searching for her that he's willing to let her go when she's like, I won't be a part of your life. Like, I promise God I'm out of this life. And he wasn't like, okay, you can stay. I'm not going to do bad things anymore. That seems like, why would why would he give her up? <laughs> well, yeah. It made no sense. I kind of feel like. Because they're going to have their like own the book. F- I thought it was dumb. I thought they should have gotten their happily ever after in this book. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I wasn't mad that they didn't get their happily ever after because this book, this book really did feel like novellas. And I, and I, I'm so, I was so invested in them as a couple that I would like to read more about them. Like, I wish that they had more story. Mm. So if it wrapped up in this uh, in this book, I, I was like, mm. But I will say, like, I th- for me, that's when it took a turn. That whole thing took a turn for, like, I don't know. When I wanted for her to stay with him longer. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't necessarily want them to separate right then. I didn't need them to get together or be like official, official or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want her to leave yeah. at that moment. Um, I could have done with maybe a couple more sex scenes out of them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't even and also bite like, her yet. She doesn't even know he's a vampire. I know. It, there's like, there's, I mean, ugh, there's so much. But... I wanted her, so she was very, like, um, you know, broken up in the brain because she's like, I never murdered anybody, and I never, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, like, cut anyone's hand off or blah, 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 whatever. And so there's a great bit of time that was spent with, you know, just her being like, I, I did these mm-hmm. things. But I kind of wanted her to be a little bit more sociopathic than than she is. Like, I kind of wanted her to... Yeah, she's a criminal. Not- like, I don't yeah. feel like she but should have cared that much. It felt out of character I, I, for her. It did. It did. And then I had to remind myself, oh, she's a cat burglar. Her whole thing is, like, getting in and out without confronting anybody, right? So, like, I play fighting games where I'm always the spy because I'm afraid of confrontation. Like, I don't like the confrontation in games. It freaks me out. So I'm always, like, the archer, the spy, the person who murders from afar. <laughs> when I, but she you know? talked and about so, how she was, like, ready for violence. So, like, she, yeah. in an earlier scene... Like, while she's in the trunk, I mean, she had talked about how, like, she always carried weapons with her. She always carried a gun. Like, she, she never yeah. killed anyone, but she clearly had yeah. defended herself before. Yeah. So, like, I, that whole storyline to me didn't really make sense. I, I and I kind of What, she feels bad because so she's I, a girl? Like, yeah. I don't know. And I kind of wanted her to get into his life. Like, instead of him giving up his life, I kind of wanted her to be like, well, fuck, I just killed these, I just murked these dudes you know, and I just cut someone's hand off, like, fuck it, like, what, what are we doing next? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I I just felt like, yeah, I just feel like it's, like, weak right now. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, it makes more sense for me that she was messed up about, like, getting beaten and almost raped versus her killing. Like, that makes more sense to yeah. me. But the killing of him, I feel like, based on her prior character, she would have been, like, well, I shouldn't have done that. Just like I shouldn't be doing any of these criminal things I do, but I had to do it to protect myself and my grandma. Yeah. 
Bam. Okay. So yeah. I was sad that she left at the end and she was like, we're never going to speak again ever. And I'm not going to tell you where I'm going. And he's like, oh, I know you're going to Miami. And I was like, this whole <laughs> knows where she's at. Um, okay. Yes. Let's talk about Trez and Selena. I read a review and it uh, said, I don't give a shit about these two. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, that's how I also felt about those two. So one, I didn't know what was happening with Selena. I was unclear about what health issues she was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and why she was about to die. Because in my reality, the Chosen kind of have an extended life mm-hmm. type thing. So I didn't know what was wrong with her. Yeah. And I still don't. Yeah. I'm at the end of the book. I'm unclear. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, all they like, tell, all they tri- say is the arrest and that some of her sisters have had it before. That's like all they say in this book. Yeah. Like, I I actually, you know what I thought the arrest was? The fact that they were virgins too long, you know? Oh. And like. <laughs> <laughs> like you know like hysteria yeah. <laughs> like that's what i thought it was and i thought when she banged him it was gonna go away hilarious like, <laughs> i wish um but i yeah i didn't i'm still very unclear as to what is wrong with her so if she can even if she's gonna die mm-hmm. um or if she can be with trez and i don't want another ghost jane scenario where she, you know like i don't i don't like that sort of thing um also, like, so I really, I, I didn't really care about them because I didn't feel like I was given anything to really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay. Yeah, because cool. there's no future. Because she says in her mind, there is no future. He says in his mind, there yeah. is no future. So I'm like, cool, I don't care then. Yeah. And then he ends by telling her, like, oh, I traffic women. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, and I already banged you. I know. <laughs> oh, my bad. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just going to sneak sneak away here. I mean, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know what to do with that storyline at all. Yeah. And same with like him and I am. And then um, the executioner, Sex, who comes. So basically, the Trez, like based on the star charts, is promised to the Sahabib queen. Is that how you say it? Sahib? Sahibs? I think so. I don't remember. And, or Queen's daughter, rather. And, but doesn't want to marry, doesn't want to, like, mate her or marry her, because in their culture, he becomes, like, essentially, like, a little broodmare for her. And I am is his twin, and they escape together, and they've been living sort of at large in Caldwell. They get discovered in the last book, and now are in the Black Dagger Brotherhood's mansion. And now the queen's main executioner sex comes and he's like, yo, I have to bring you back. Or the queen told me I'm supposed to like slaughter your parents and then basically like move down the line to all the people you love. And they're like, he's like, cool, I don't care about my parents. Kill them if you want. But if she really wants to punish them, (laughs) she should just take away all of their money and estates and stuff. Um, And he basically makes a bargain. Like, if you can delay this, then I will deliver you whatever you want. The guy's like, I want women on the reg in your house. In your house. (laughs) And he's like, cool, don't you know what I do for a living? And the guy's like, don't you own a club? And he's like, I'll get the women, it's fine. And then the women are all excited because this guy's like a sex god. And he's just like giving them that good D. So, um, but I, the the person I wish we knew more about and got to spend more time with is I Am. Because I think he's much more interesting than Trez. Um, And I know based on my previous reading of the book and remembering that he kind of gets shafted in the next book is the shadows. So it's about Trez and I am, but even though I think his love story was, could have been better. It's really like an afterthought love story in that book. And, mm. um, I think he was done a disservice. Cause I do like, I am, 
Um, and I thought him and Beth developed a really nice, like, friendship where they were, you know, he was doing all the daytime stuff with her, like, helping her buy cribs and taking her to all the doctor's appointments and stuff. And, like, the king trusted that he, you know, would take care of her during the daylight. Um, wasn't, wasn't I am the one who broke up when he was going to kill pain? Like, it was one of them. I am, I think it was, was I am, I am in the dog, yeah. Yeah. So like, he was in the book quite a bit, a, but I just don't... F- he's solid, He's man. very solid. Um, right. Yeah, and then I totally agree with you. I did not know what the fuck was going on with Selena. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with her? Okay, she's dying. Okay, oh, there's other people. Okay, she's like locking up. Okay. Okay. Like, but she doesn't know the timeline, okay. and I'm like, all right, well. Okay. I mean, I respect her for being like, I'm going to die, so I'm going to, I see this sexy man who wants me, I'm going to hop on that D. That feels like the right decision, yeah. but. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well. Okay, so just, just like as a point right here. So because you are reading the book, you are seeing the name um, of uh, sex, right? Yeah. When I'm listening to it, I thought they were talking about Zex. So oh. the names are so similar that uh, I didn't. It, that's another thing that I had to keep going back because it's Zex or Zex. Mm. <laughs> like what? I don't like. Which is weird because I really think nuts. it should be Zex or Sex because it's yeah. S apostrophe E X. Yeah, Sex. I, it was. Obviously. It was like so. They were. I think they were saying like Zex. 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 And. And I and I don't. I'm like, did you not realize that? They, and are there not more names to to name? So <laughs> like I just I so I just I just couldn't. It just that was another thing that drove me crazy. It was because I was always confused as and to the who fla- the hell was talking. Once the flashback happened the first time, then I wasn't confused because it's in italics. Yeah. So then in the future, wow. it was easy to know. But the first time, I was like, what's going on? Wrath was married to somebody? This motherfucker. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's his dad. And that's that's like a fundamental difference between listening to a book and mm-hmm. like, so there needs to be like a better audio cues. Uh, and if authors are going to put their books into narration, have they something need to that says like the past, 1810. The past. Something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I had no fucking clue. <laughs> fucking nuts. Um, and then, but yeah, Zach's. I feel like really the last person to talk about would be John Matthews' relationship with Beth um, yeah. and his seizures that he started getting or got again. He used to get them a long time ago. Did you remember what was going on with him when this started happening? Um, I remember that he used to have like visions, like if he was back to being Darius. Like, yeah. Like, almost like he would step back into being Darius. I vaguely remembered it. It took me probably, like, a, a little bit past when it happened to be like, oh, yeah, 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 that's what, yeah. That's what's going on. Um, but, yeah, I those are interesting. I don't think I don't, you ever find out. As far as I know, they're never going to find that out, that he's, like, that he's Darius. Darius reincarnated or that a piece of Darius is in him. But the, the issue to me is that... Um, the things that he says when he has the flashbacks are supposed to be notable, right? He doesn't speak the old language, but he does when he's having the seizures. Um, what is he saying and why Why do those things need to be said, right? And how is that affecting the story? There was nothing that he said to me that affected No, could have all been cut out. It was totally irrelevant. Exactly. Like the only thing that, you know, the only thing that was like, it sort of culminated in was like him walking her down the aisle in the wedding and feeling like, oh, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And then him after she, like the baby came out and he held the baby for the first time, like feeling like, 
a part of her family. But he's also her brother. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I in general, don't feel like it got a resolution. Like, I feel like for as much as it was in there, I wanted there to be a resolution. Like, I wanted Zex to recognize, oh, I've because she's met Darius before because he would go to the club where she was the bouncer. I wanted her to, like, yeah. recognize. Because she said something to him like, oh, you have another person in there with you or something like that. Um, yeah. And I wanted her to, like, figure it out. Or I want someone to. Otherwise, like, why do we care? Like, that's in general how I feel about a lot of these subplots that we've started to get in recent books. Um, is, like, but I don't, but it doesn't, to your point, it doesn't push the plot forward. And while interesting, perhaps, it's not. He could still have been there for her as her just regular brother and walked her down the aisle as her brother because she wasn't certainly wasn't asking him to walk her down the aisle because she knew a ghost of her dad is inside of him or like whatever, a portion of her dad's inside of him. So, yeah, the thing about like John Matthew is that uh, him and Zex are the one couple that I like to see in every book. Yes. Like I'm always happy to see them. But in this book, I didn't like I didn't feel like I saw them. Mm. Right. Even though like, you know, he's there and they're having like a he's having a situation with Beth. It was like really meh for me. And I wanted to see him and Zex. Like you get to cut out a whole bunch of these other couples. <laughs> I like to see John Matthew and Zex. Always. <laughs> you know, I love to see their dynamic. And 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 I thought that Zex would have been actually a really great person for this book because the issue with pain and the issue with Beth mm-hmm. and the whole kind of like, mm-hmm. hey, we're women and you're not listening to us and we are capable. And that, that's her. And John Matthew her, or like John you know. Matthew talking to Wrath because John Matthew could be like, yo, I thought I was woke too. And it turns out I wasn't. And I had to get my actions right. I had to like. Yeah. And I almost put, lost my partner. I had to put my money where shit. my mouth was. Yeah. I yeah. agree with that. I do also yeah. love John Matthew and Zex. As you know, as everyone knows, they are my favorite couple. My favorite couple. They're my favorite. My favorite. Their book is their book is hard their though. Book is, Ooh, their book is hard. Yeah, it's hard, but it like again, like I it love still it, but ends it's hard. with a happily ever after. It does, but it's because these books hard. Yeah, these books are not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. No, they're sure. not. Shani, let's take a quick break. We've made it through everyone. Let's take a quick break and come back with our ratings for this book. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. Now... Bridge, let's get back to the ratings. Yes. All right, Bridget, this book was all over the place. Who are we actually rating in this book? I think let's just ra- rate Wrath and Beth because this is about them okay. centrally. Okay. I feel like they're the only two I have them enough information yes. to actually yes. rate at, at this point. For sure. Um, you know, like, on a side note, this book feels like like the uh, audience for the Black Dagger Brotherhood was getting after JR to, like, um, to like wrap up some of these storylines, mm-hmm. and so she was like, "I'm going to write one book to de- to defeat them one all," book, and, then, and then never book. got to the end of any of the storylines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all, and leave us wanting so much more or less 
of of a couple. But anyways, okay. So let's. Uh, what did you rate Wrath in this book, Bridge? Oh boy. I mean, I would say a four. You know, he he did some bitch moves at the beginning, mm-hmm. but I liked yeah. that he really like thought about what she said, thought mm-hmm. about what Payne said. Went and mm-hmm. talked to some other folk to see, oh, am I right or am I tripping? Realized, mm-hmm. oh, I'm wrong. Went back to her and said, I'm sorry. And, like, I get this is important to you. And, like, I'm afraid. And that's why I said no. But, like, I shouldn't let fear stop me. And that, and then when she, and, like, with respect to the, like, getting pregnant, but also with respect to, her being like, is my human side as important to you as my vampire side? And him being like, yeah. And then putting his money where his mouth was, even though he did not want to divorce her in terms of the vampire side, he was like, oh, I see what you're saying. We'll still be married. And so yeah. he got four. How about you? I totally, I totally 100% agree with you and everything that you said, right? So like, again, my rating, I feel like is always based on growth. So when he started off the book like a douche, yeah. okay, That's a two. I was That's like, a two he, was, he was, yeah, two he was moves. at a two. Yeah. <laughs> he was at a two. But at, like every step of the way, I felt like he was trying to gain information mm-hmm. and trying to learn and do better. And that's actually my, my, um, my like in real life meter for my partner, right? Like I decided that if my partner is not constantly learning and growing, then they don't need to be my partner anymore. Um, and so, like, the fact that the whole way, even when it was uncomfortable, he was like, okay, all right, okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I agree with you. So I gave, also gave him a four. What did you give Beth? Absolutely. Uh, Beth, I gave also a four. Um, I liked heavily that she left when he was like, mm-hmm. when he was like, oh, I'm putting my foot down. She's like, okay, you could be by yourself with your mm-hmm. foot down, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I like that she um that she left. I like that that she was still in kind of communication though. Mm-hmm. Um so it wasn't like it wasn't like a huff storm off. It was like a, I need space, I need time, yeah. I need to process. Uh but not necessarily and like, like a she didn't go hide of, and he didn't know where yeah. she was. Like she told multiple people, This is where I am. She called to check in on him yeah. when she was away. Like she answered the phone when he called her. Cause I've heard people say stories of that where they're like, well, I was like, meh, meh, meh. And then I don't want to talk to him. And I went home and he called me, but I didn't answer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you wanted to work it out. You have to answer. Like that's, that's the person <laughs> reaching out. You got to answer the reach out. I don't understand that. That's always boggled my mind. That's a, that's a, what do you call it? A avoidant behavior. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I want to. I want you to call me and come after me, and they call you and come after you, and then you don't answer, and you're like, "Well, they did though. <laughs> like they tried." Anyways, neither here nor there. I agree. Yeah. I gave her a four. Yeah. I and I like that she used her brain. I like that she solved the problem. I like that she, they worked together. I thought it was bullshit. She got a hysterectomy, but that was not her fault. Total bullshit. Um, you know, yeah, I liked her. Yeah, I think in general. If you carved down this book to, like, the best parts of it, I think it could have been five stars. But because there's so much stuff happening, it's almost like three stars. Maybe four. This book for me was three stars. Like, Like I feel like the Wrath and Beth parts and the political intrigue, four stars easily. Yeah. Um, I was just so happy that... 
besides like the one the one section where score is like cutting up a lesser i was just so happy there wasn't like less a bunch of lesser parts in this book i was like thank god yeah it doesn't seem like we've had lesser povs in a while which i'm fine with I'm fine with. Yeah. As you know, I like to just skip those sections entirely. I'm like, yeah, this. I think doesn't she does too. She's fair. Anything <laughs> to the plot. I don't care anything about this. <laughs> oh my god! I always have. I always have. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I, I did read the flashback, but I skimmed the shit out of them. I was like, <laughs> "Is anything happening? I need to know. This is not relevant. I don't care." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. that. Um, that was funny because um because my partner was asking me he's like you know like how long is it gonna take you to read this book and how long does it take Bridget and I was like well it's gonna take me it's gonna take me this long but I said but Bridget's at an advantage because she's looking at the actual page so she can skim and just ingest the like important bits mm-hmm. right whereas you can't do that in audio if I start if I jump ahead yeah. and they're talking about something important yeah. I have to jump back right. you know like. So, so, uh, but it, and just it's in, sometimes in general, I, hear it like you can read faster than you can like listen to something. Yes, absolutely. I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like my brain goes at warp speed, used to when I would read, just warp fucking mm-hmm. speed. Listening, there's a fatigue that happens. Mm-hmm. Like, I can only listen to so many hours at 3x speed <laughs> before my brain I can't just even turns to at mush. 3x speed. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> The chip, the chipmunks, the chipmunks. Yeah, it probably takes me. Well, on a book this long, it probably takes me like a third of the time. I would think, because yeah. this. I mean, yeah. I feel like normally. I mean, some of the. Sh- I think so. Because this is a long book. Because it must have been this like twenty four hours. Hour, yeah. This is a twenty four hour book, and on three x speed, it was like a fourteen hour book. Um, which I usually go back and forth between three X and like, and like 1.5. So if it's like an important scene, I'll, I'll dial it down so that I really ingest it. If it's a sex scene, I'll dial it down because they're not sexy at three X speed, you know? And so I won't do it a service if I try to listen to it at three X. Um, so I also can't get a fix at three X, you know what I'm saying? So like, (laughs) I do know what you're saying. So at the end of the day, it probably took me about, 16 to 17 hours to like get through the book and oh this one it was rough i'm not gonna lie this book was rough to get through the i know audio as you know shawnee because we talked about this before i'll give you guys a little insider scoop i really wanted to do the king because in my recollection i loved the king um which is about rage and mary and but we had already done book 11 and the king is book 14 and i was like and a lot of you were at, or we had already done Lover at Last, which is 11, and The Beast is 14, and The King was 12. And so it just made more sense to do book 12. But I do <laughs> uh, recall loving The King. So maybe I'll throw throw up some thoughts on Patreon um, before we do an official, because it might be a long time before we dip back in, because it was nice to have the warm blanket, but also frustrating. Yeah. I I like so it was not you're correct. It's super nice to have the warm blanket, but also I remember why I kicked these people out of my house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you guys, if you've made it to the end of the episode, I am in talks with her publisher to interview the JR Award herself. So um fingers crossed that that all comes to bear and we can actually make that happen. And we'll be probably talking about the B Dagger B, but also about her new woven series as well. Um, and just generally about stuff. So if that actually does happen and we get it scheduled, uh, we will definitely reach out on Instagram and 
and to our patrons and see what kind of questions you would like answered. Yo, you know what I would love to do, Bridget? Like, I know it's the time of COVID, so I don't know. I don't know how the logistics would work, but if we could actually get an interview and it could be in person to like, where does film she that live? Shit, legit. I think she's in Tennessee. In my family's in Tennessee. I have a lot of, I think it's Tennessee. Okay. I think she's in Tennessee. And I was like, and I have family in Tennessee. So like, I, like if, if I could if actually. If you come like, here, Tennessee is, well, depending, it, Tennessee is very long, you know, wide state, but depending on where, she, yes. assuming she lives near Nashville, it's like six hours or yeah. so from my house. Oh, that's nothing. Six hours is nothing, man. Um, but yes, I was like, I was like, if we could get, if I could do, we could do it in person. Like even if we distance, just like you know, go to her, I could, go to her. May I assume she lives in a nice mansion yes. somewhere? Set, in the set up a camera, mm-hmm. set up, set up a nice setup, and get it looking. Wear some hats, and popping. I would, you know, in honor. Yes, I, I would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would love to do like a, a interview with her, like in person. I'm like, oh, that would be so great. Um, but anyway, I assume it's gonna so be Zoom. But if we could make it happen, all ask. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I assume it's gonna be Zoom as well. But uh, you, never you never know. know. You know, what I'm you, you, never, know. you never, you never know. know. <laughs> Well, everyone pray to the uh, book writing, publishing gods for us. And I thought you were going to say pray to the scribe virgin. <laughs> pray also to the scribe virgin, although, you know, she's not as involved now as she used to be. Maybe pray to Lasseter. Lasseter is an angel. Maybe he can help us out. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's, you know what? Lasseter is a fun image. When they just, when she describes Lasseter, he just seems like this really flamboyant yeah. angel yeah. That like you don't know what to ever expect from him, and I like that character. I, do too. I just like the Lassiter character. I do too. Yeah. So pray to the Lassiter. Pray to the Lassiter. <laughs> well, Shawnee, until next time, may your books be your lover and your hands your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.